Um, tonight, um, I want to kind of do something similar that we did last week. Uh, last week, we just kind of took, um, obviously, the Tuesday is uh, when we'll be uh, going to the polls and voting on uh, different issues and obviously different candidates and things like that. Um, not really looking to talk about the candidates and things, but I did definitely want to talk about the two issues that are on the ballot. Uh, last week, uh, I talked about the issue one uh, that is there um, that basically um, would allow abortion at any stage of the pregnancy. Um, it uh, opens the door for uh, minors to not only have uh, abortions, but even uh, sex change and things like this being a, and not having to have parental consent um, and just not it's just not a very good thing uh, especially when we look at what the bible says about life uh, and things like that uh, so we kind of talked about that last week if you're interested in that you can go back and you can listen to it if you if you haven't already um, but there's a second issue on the the ballot as well and this issue is about uh, legalizing marijuana uh, in our state and making it a, a legal drug uh, that people are able to take. Uh, obviously, right now, it's considered illegal unless it is for medicinal uh, use and things like that. And um, more so not just talking about the issue as far as marijuana, but just thinking about what does the Bible say um, about uh, marijuana, drugs, you know, these type of things. And so, wanna, again, we want to look at this in a biblical perspective, a biblical way. Um, this is not, we're not just trying to say, well, this is my opinion, this is my preference. No, we want to look and see what the Bible says about these different things. And uh, you say, well, I didn't know that marijuana was in the Bible. Well, it's not. Marijuana is not in the Bible, uh, right? Um, uh, heroin, it's not in the Bible right? Uh, all these drugs and stuff that are being used uh, in our society today, they're not in the Bible, but I believe that we can look at what the Bible says uh, about certain issues um, and, and see some biblical application on it. Uh, does anybody know, in fact, this was, um, there is a, the coalition to regulate marijuana, um, like alcohol, these are the ones that are promoting issue number two, um, and they're trying to put it and say, yes, this is good. Um, and this is, this is there. Did anybody know what the top three reasons are why these people are trying to promote um, and legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio? Anybody know what the top three reasons are? This is reason one, two, and three. Money. It's money. This is from, this is from them, right? This was prepared by a coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol. The proposed law models the best practice of 23 other states to create a system that regulates and taxes marijuana just like alcohol, right? Here we go. Number one, generate new tax revenue. That's the very first thing. Let's make money off of it, right? Um, adult use marijuana sales will be taxed at 10% on top of existing state and county sales taxes. So let's just make money off of it, right? Number two, will generate several hundred million dollars in annual revenue for state and local governments. That's their number two reason, right? Number three, tax revenue will be used to increase funding for public safety, road improvements, drug treatment and prevention and investment in community uh, disproportionately impacted by Ohio's marijuana policy. 
I'm still trying to figure that one out, right? Tax revenue will be used to increase funding for public safety, road improvements, drug treatment and prevention, and investment in communities disproportionately impacted by Ohio's marijuana policy. Well, I guess the best thing would be not to have a policy, right? Just don't allow it, right? Um, the National Center for Drug Abuse Statistics, um, when talking about marijuana, um, the plant contains, and this is from, this, this is what they say, this is from their, their site, the plant contains, talking about cannabis, right, the cannabis plant, the plant contains the mind-altering chemical THC and other similar compounds, right? I mean, right, mind-altering, right? So this is mind-altering stuff. Uh, marijuana is by far the most popular drug in America and arguably the most popular drug in the world. Does anybody want to know the reason why they say that this is the most popular drug? Well, I'm sorry? So that we'll vote for it? Well, why is it the most popular drug in America and in the world, according to them? And this is, you'll find this on, on more than one site for those that are pushing marijuana and stuff. Anybody know the reason why? Ms. Donna? Least expensive? No, it's not the least expensive necessarily. Ms. Leah? No, although it can be used medicinally. Ms. Emily? Here's, here's the reason why, according to them. The rising popularity of marijuana can be attributed to its growing acceptability in modern society. Marijuana is widely accepted as being less risky than other substances like tobacco, alcohol, or painkillers. Marijuana may be considered less harmful due to the fact that there have been zero marijuana-related overdoses. So this is why marijuana is the most popular drug, whether it's in America or the world. It's because there is zero overdoses on, on marijuana. They say it's basically impossible, and again, I'm saying what they're saying. They're saying it's basically possible to overdose, right? Where many of these other drugs, you can overdose on them. So therefore, this is good, right? Because there's zero overdoses. So that's why this is such a good thing, right? Um, approximately half of Americans, some 78 million people uh, claim to have used marijuana. We're talking about adults at this point. Have claimed to use marijuana at some point in their lifetime. Uh, the result of Yahoo News and Marist National Survey revealed that approximately 35 million Americans use marijuana on a monthly basis. Uh, in addition, 55 million Americans in total had reported using, using marijuana within the past year. Uh, the 55 million amount is actually higher than the number of active tobacco smokers which is approximately 36.5 million, according to the CDC. So there are more people that are using marijuana than are actually using tobacco smoking. Um, and recent research estimates that approximately three in 10 people who use marijuana have marijuana use disorder. It means they have problems, they have issues, right? And this is just from their statistics. For people who begin using marijuana before age 18, the risk of developing marijuana use disorder is even greater. Uh, marijuana use directly affects the brain, 
specifically the parts of the brain responsible for memory, learning, attention, decision-making, coordination, emotion, reaction time. Infants, children, and teens who still have developing brains are especially susceptible to the adverse effects of marijuana. Long-term use, or excuse me, long-term or frequent marijuana use has been linked to increased risk of psychosis or schizophrenia in some users. Again, they're, they're stating the very obvious, right? I mean, this, this causes people to have disorders. This, co- this is not good for, it affects the brain. It's mind-altering, right? Um, and when you look at just the statistics in America when dealing with just with drugs and things, right? Uh, let alone marijuana, but just with drugs. Um, 21 million Americans have at least one addiction. Yeah, we're talking addictions, millions that have addictions, right? Um, drug overdoses are just, they're skyrocketing. Um, from 1999 to 2017, more than 700,000 Americans died from overdosing on a drug, right? So in 17 years, 700,000 Americans died from overdosing. That does not, and that does not include um, opioids. That does not include uh, heroin. There's another, um, just in 2017, um, doctors issued 192,000 opioid prescriptions. Now, look, I understand there's sometimes when people have gone through major surgeries and things like this, and they need a painkiller or something, but we're talking about way beyond that. 130 Americans die every day from an opioid overdose. Every day. 130 Americans, right? Um, 400,000 Americans between 1999 and 2017 um, died from opioids. Uh, I mean, the, the statistics just go on and on and on, whether it's heroin addiction, opioids, these other drugs and stuff like this. Um, I mean, it just, this, when you start looking at the statistics, and many times we, we don't, you know, we, we live in Preble County. Um, it's not like we're in Cincinnati or Columbus or Cleveland or even Dayton, where a lot of this is more seen. But, I mean, even in our community, we see some things um, but it is, it's just, it's, it's huge. And the, the drug industry, and again, it's, it's all, it all goes back to money, right? It all goes back to money. Um, and, uh, and again, please understand, I, I, I know, I understand when people go through major surgery and things like this, that they, they need, they are given painkillers and things. What happens is if they're not weaned off those painkillers, they become addicted to them, um, I know, I know missionaries, missionaries that have had to come off the field because of addiction to, to painkillers. They had a surgery, and they, they started taking these painkillers, got addicted, couldn't get off of them. They had to leave the mission field because they got addicted to, to painkillers, opioids, and some of these things, right? Um, now, did they start taking them thinking they were going to get addicted to them? No, of course not, right? Um, I don't believe that they did. I believe there was a, a legitimate reason why they needed to at the beginning, right? But these things are just, they're so strong. Um, they just begin to control and, and they just, they control a person. Um, yes, Miss Don. Oh yeah, there, there's been many accidents, but see, that's not considered an overdose with marijuana. We're talking, they say that there's been zero overdoses, not zero deaths, 
but zero overdoses in regard to marijuana. But there have been many, many vehicle accidents and many um, uh, even murders and things like this that have happened because, because of that, right? Um, but hey, you're not going to overdose on it. So that's the good thing about it, right? Um, and so this is, this is where they're trying to push. Um, uh, and they say, well, hey, 23 other states have done it, so Ohio should do it too. Um, look, again, it doesn't matter if 49 other states have done it. And Ohio is the last state. Um, I think when we look at what the Bible says about these things, it's, it's very obvious, right? Just as we looked at the issue last, last week about abortion, about all these different things, I think it's very clear what the Bible says on these things, right? Um, go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, notice what it says in verse number 19. He says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So the very, more than anything else, you know, regardless of many of these other things that we could talk about, the very first thing that I think we as Christians have to understand is that our body does not belong to us. It's not our body, right? This body belongs to God. This body is, is God's, right? He, he's bought it. And this is why it says you're bought with a price. Well, what was the price, right? Let's, let's go back to uh, 1 Peter with me real quick. What is the price that had to be paid, right? You go to 1 Peter, I believe it is. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. In 1 Peter chapter 1, In 1 Peter chapter number 1, notice what he says in verse number 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but, and here's, here's the price, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Think about this. The Bible says we were, we were, we were bought. Is this cutting out? Let me, uh, let me switch to a handheld here. Are we on? There we go. The Bible says we were, we were redeemed. We were bought, right? He purchased us. And what was the price? The Bible says the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The precious blood of Christ. And so he says our body does not belong to us, right? So therefore, it's not just up to us what we want to do. It's up to what God wants us to do, Right? And then he tells us, he says, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? Now, again, I'm not just talking about marijuana tonight. I'm talking about any marijuana, opioids, drugs, alcohol, all these things, right? Um, th these are all part of these things. God says, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so what we do with this body is something that we need to make sure is something that God would be pleased with because this body belongs to him. It's his body, right? Now, if they're even saying marijuana is a mind-altering drug, it affects the brain, it affects these things, right? Is that something that God would want me as a Christian to, to take in my body? 
Now, again, please understand, I'm not talking about medical conditions and things, right? I, I'm, that's, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about as they're wanting to make it just a legal drug that you can go out and get it any, anywhere you want, whatever. It's not just for medical. We're talking, this is now a legal drug. And, and you can even look at the reading. I think it's like, uh, I don't remember what, but you can have a, a certain amount and then you can even be able to, to grow it and all this kind of th stuff. Is that something that God would want me to take? Is it something that God would want me to put in my body? If this is the temple of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit of God is dwelling in me and I belong to God, is this something that he would want me to do? Whether it's opioids, whether it's meth, whether it's marijuana, whether it's alcohol, whatever it is, is that something that God would want for this body that is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Now, we have to be honest, right? We, we, can, all, we can say, well, it's, it's not that big of a deal, or, uh, you know, I can, I can, you know, I'll quit whenever I want to. Look, I guarantee you, I guarantee you these missionaries that I know, and there's more than one that's, that's, that's happened to this too, they wish they could have said I could, I, I could quit when I want but they couldn't. They got addicted. Again, not, not purposefully, just, even just by accident. Just because they took something for, from having surgery, but they kept taking it, kept taking it, kept taking it. And they got addicted to it, and it completely changed them, even so much that, again, think about this. They're, they're not even, they're not missionaries in them. They're not serving the Lord anymore. Now tell me that that did not affect them. Of course it did. Sure it did. Our body is the temple of God. We cannot look at what alcohol does, what drugs do, and say it's not destructive to a person's body. We cannot look at the effects of it and say, look, we, you can't look at these things and say, well, homes are not being broken because of these things. Marriages are not being broken because of these things. No, they are. They're being broken. Marriages and homes and uh, and, and families are being broken because of these things. And look, I understand these things are, they, they can become addictive. And, and again, I, I think for the majority of people, when they start with something like this, they have no intention to ever become addicted to them and never be able to get off. I don't think that's their intent, right? But these things are so deceitful, right? Believe me. The, the drug manufacturers, they know how addictive and things these are, right? Again, when your three top reasons for wanting to bring marijuana into a state is money, there's a problem. What can we make off of it? What's the money we're going to make off of it? Let alone, it doesn't matter what damage it's going to do. It doesn't matter how it's going to destroy homes or families or, or people's lives. How much can we make off of it? That's, that's a serious issue right there, right? And this is what Paul says. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. And this is what he says. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You say, Pastor, can you show me in the Bible where it says don't take marijuana? Can you show me in the Bible where it says don't take opioids? Can you show me in the Bible where it says don't take uh, meth and drugs and all these things? No, there's no verse that says thou shalt not take drugs. There's no verse like that, right? But we find other verses that God is very specific about. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And God says this. This is what God says. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God says his command to you and me 
is that whatever we do with this body is to glorify him. It's to glorify God, right? And that means that there, there are certain things that we should not be a part of as Christians, right? You say, well, you know, if it's, if it's just not right for us, but what about the rest of the world? Why, why don't we just go ahead and just say, well, th- let them decide. Well, look, I, I don't want that affecting any of you. I don't want you driving or me driving down the road and somebody that's got addicted to these things and all of a sudden that it's, hey, it's legal now and I'd like to keep you around a little bit longer. I'd like to stay around a little bit longer. Look, I understand that there can be, you know, that can happen with anything, but the more you allow these things, the more you're going to see more deaths and more crime and things like this. It just, it skyrockets. You, you look at the statistics on these other states you look at Colorado, you look at California, you look at these that have legalized it, and you see the crime rate continue to rise. You see the deaths continue to rise. But the government doesn't care because they're concerned about revenue, money. He says, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 5. Glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. Why? Because it's God's. It belongs to God. Right? Notice what he says in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, obviously, in the first part it says, Be not drunk with wine. You say, Well, that's, that, you know, wine, that's different than marijuana, that's different than, you know, I understand that. Both addictive, both destructive, right? But that's not the part I want you to focus on. You see, so many times that's the part we focus on. Be not drunk with wine. Be not drunk with wine. Where is excess? No, that's not what I want you to focus on. What's the next part say? But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. God's desire for you and I as Christians, if we're going to glorify God in our body, that means we need to be filled with the Spirit. Now, think about what he's saying here. In order for a Christian to be filled with the Spirit, what does that mean? What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? That filling of the Holy Spirit means that we are yielding over control to God. We're yielding control over to Him. We're allowing Him to control us. And as we yield control to Him, He is able to control more and more and more in our life. Right? That's why the filling of the Spirit is something that we we need to seek God for every day. We need to yield to God every day. Allow Him to fill me more. Right? Here's the thing. If I am, if I have this over here, whether it's marijuana, whether it's alcohol, whether it's uh, drugs or whatever it might be, if I have this that is controlling me and this substance is controlling me, then it's going to be very difficult for me to be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. Not being controlled by the Holy Spirit, I'm being controlled by a substance. That substance, whether it's the mind altering, whatever, whatever it might be, that is now controlling me. And here's the thing. Here's what God wants. God wants nothing in our life that will control us except for him. As a Christian, right? Now, again, we're not, we're not talking about the rest of the world. We're talking about Christians. We're looking at what the Bible says about these things, okay? God's desire is that there would be nothing in our life that would control us other than the Holy Spirit of God. God's desire is that he would have full control in our life. And if there is something, if there is some substance that we're allowing in our life to control us, then we are not being controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. 
And this is why he says, and specifically he speaks about this, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. God's desire is that we would be controlled and filled by the Spirit of God. And look, can, can I say that this doesn't just apply to, to drugs and stuff here? Anything in our life that controls us, anything, that could be a job. Our job could control us, right? Money can control us. Anything that controls us more than when we yield to God and allow him to control us, this is what he's saying. Hey, you've got, you've got to get rid of that. You, you can't have that in your life. If we're going to allow our body to bring glory and honor to God, then he says, again, that's, that's what he said in 1 Corinthians, right? We're to be, uh, our body is the temple of God. We're to glorify God in our body, in our spirit, which are God's. And if we're going to glorify God, that means we need to be yielded to him. We need to allow him to control us, right? He needs to be in control of our life, right? And I believe that as we, as we grow spiritually in our life, we understand that, look, we, we can't make excuses for things, right? As we're growing spiritually, we have to realize, we have to recognize, hey, this in my life is controlling me. This in my life is not allowing me to be yielded to the Spirit of God. And again, whether that would be drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether uh, it would be nicotine, whether it would be uh, money, whether it be a job, whether it be sports, whether it's a hobby, whatever it is, anything that is controlling me in my life and I am not able to be yielded to the Spirit of God and allow Him to control me is something that is keeping me from glorifying God. And this is what he's saying. As a Christian, as we grow spiritually, we have to recognize these things. We have to recognize that this is something that is keeping me from yielding to God and being controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. And God's desire for Christians is that we are filled with the Spirit, filled with His Spirit. Again, we have to... We have to basically just ask our, our, ourselves the question, who is in control? Who is in control? And again, I, I know people say, well, I can just stop whenever I want to stop. Well, then stop. Why don't you stop? Because it, it, you can't. You're being controlled by it. Look, there's a reason why. What, what was it that they said up here? Um, See if I can find what it. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, yeah. Tax revenue will be used to increase funding for public safety, road improvements, drug treatment, and prevention investment in communities disproportionately affect, impacted by Ohio's marijuana policy. Now, let me ask you a question. If somebody can just stop whenever they want to stop, why do we have to have drug treatment places? Why do we have to have rehab places? Why do we have to have all these places where people have to go to to get detoxed and, and to get all these everything. If it's just so easy to stop, why do we have to have these places? Because it's not. It's not easy to stop, right? And that's why he's saying, look, so you don't have to stop, don't start. Just don't start down that road, right? If you don't start down that road, you never have to worry about stopping because you didn't go down that way. And this is what God is saying. Look, who is in control of our life, right? Again, think about what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6. He says in verse number 12, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. 
All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. That's, that's what's so important in our life. Who is going to control us? Who's going to control us? Are we going to allow the Lord Jesus Christ to control us? Are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to control us? Or are we going to allow a substance to control us? Are we going to allow a job to control us? Are we going to allow finances to control us? What is going to control us? Now, he says, look, all things are lawful unto me. Look, if a Christian begins using marijuana, if a Christian begins using these opioids or these drugs or things like that, I mean, these missionaries, they did not begin intending to get addicted, but, hey, they've gotten addicted, and now, now they're out of the ministry. Have they lost their salvation? No, of course not. They haven't lost their salvation. That you can't lose your salvation, right? That, that's not what we're talking. We're not talking about, well, if you if you go down that road, then, then you're going to lose your salvation. No, friend, that's not what we're talking about. You can't lose your salvation. But what really is the benefit of it for the Lord Jesus Christ? And this is what he says. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of of any. He said, I'm going to check and make sure, hey, just because something is legal, right, or just because everybody else might be doing something, I'm going to stop and I'm going to check and I'm going to say, wait a minute, is this actually right? Is this something that glorifies God? Is this something that honors him? And is this something that is going to control me? Or am I going to allow the Holy Spirit to control me? Is this something that's going to keep the Holy Spirit from controlling me? In Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, think about what Jesus says. Matthew chapter 6, notice what he says in verse number 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and man. God says, look, you cannot serve two masters. You can't. He says you're either going to serve God and love God, or you're going to serve mammon, you're going to serve self, you're going to serve the world. You can't serve both. Now, unfortunately, a lot of Christians are trying to serve both. They're trying to say, well, I'm going to serve God, but I still want to be part of the world. Look, you've already made your choice. You've chosen because you can't serve two. Guess who you've chosen to serve? The world. You say, but no, 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 no. I, I still want to serve God. Well, then serve God and forsake the world. Well, but no, I still want to be a part of the world. I still want to enjoy those things. Well, then you're going to follow those things and forsake God. You, you can't serve both, God says. Again, please understand, this is, this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. He says, you cannot serve two masters, right? You cannot have two in control of you. You cannot allow the Holy Spirit to be in control of you and a substance to be in control of you. It's not going to work. It doesn't, it's not going to work. You'll either hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You look at these, um, these people that are, are so addicted to it, lost ministry, lost their family, lost their spouse, lost their children, lost their jobs. But they were in control. They said, no, they weren't. They allowed something else to control them. Now, we like the, we like the, 
the, the illusion that we're in control, but that's all it is. It's an illusion. We're not in control. Something else is controlling us. And God says, don't let that control you. God says, let me control you. Let the Holy Spirit of God control you. Let me fill you, right? This is why he says in Titus, in Titus chapter 2, Titus chapter 2, Titus chapter 2, notice what he says in verse number 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. He says, you want to know how a Christian should look at their life? This is what he says. God says we are to live righteously, we're to live soberly, we're to live godly, and we're to deny ungodliness. Or to deny these worldly lusts. These things that, that the world said, hey, this is where the fun is and this is where it's all at. This is what you need. He said, no, we deny those things and we live soberly, righteously, and godly. Now, again, the word soberly there, again, we, we have the idea of sober as in not being intoxicated. But the word sober there is being in control. It means it's serious. We're in control, right? Who is in control of us, though? As a Christian, it should be the Holy Spirit of God. We're living soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Why? Watch what he says, verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. The reason why we are to live this way and deny the world is because we know who's coming. We know the Lord Jesus Christ is returning, right? The reason why that we, we try to teach the young people about the Lord Jesus Christ and we teach them, hey, the greatest thing that you can ever do is serve the Lord. Why? Is because we know the Lord's returning. He's coming back. Right? The most important thing is not money. The most important thing is not sports. It's not fame. It's not popularity. The most important thing is Jesus Christ. And he's coming. And he said, this is why we're supposed to be living this way. Right? Now, please, I'm not, I'm not trying to condemn. Again, I, I know... Uh, I don't know every situation that's out there, but, but think how sad it would be. Think how sad it would be for, for some of these uh, missionaries and pastors and those in ministry that, that I'm aware of that they, they were serving God and then they got, they got addicted to these things. And now what's happened? They're out of the ministry. And how sad one day when they're going to have to stand before God and they're going to have to give account of themselves to God just like you and I are. But how sad to stand before God and to have to confess to God and say, God, I quit, I failed, I, I dropped out of the mystery because I allowed something else to control me more than you. I allowed that substance to control me instead of allowing you to control me. And I wasted my life. I wasted the, the years of ministry that I could have given. Man, I, I think about missionaries that in the past that have given them, themselves for Christ. I think it was um, um, David Brainerd, I think it was, uh, one of the first missionaries in, in America to the uh, Native Americans um, and just trying to reach them with the gospel and he just always trying to reach people, always giving himself, always trying to go and reach people with the gospel. And he, he burned out. He, he, he died at just in his early or late 20s, early 30s, died. Boy, wouldn't, wouldn't he have given something to say, hey, you know, Give me those years that you're going to waste. If you're not going to use those years for the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're going to just waste those years and, 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 and not serve him, give me those years so that I could be used of God more. You see, we are all going to be held account for the time that we have. We're all going to be held account for what we have done. 
I think one of the young people quoted it tonight. They quoted the scripture. We're going to be held accountable for all that we've done in this body. How's, how's the account going to be given? And this is why as Christians it's so important that we understand that this body does not belong to us. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we're involved in uh, these drugs and alcohol and all these different things, we are no longer in control. We're not in control. And that's not what God wants for his children. God wants his children to be yielded to him. Right? You say, well, this is, you know, this law that they're going to pass, you know, Christians aren't going to get involved in it. Well, I hope not. If it passes or whether it does or not, I hope Christians don't get involved in these things. But what about the people that we know? Do we want them to be involved in these things as well? Do we want this to, to hurt them? To impact them and impact our lives? And so again, as, I think as we look and see what Scripture says, especially as Christians, we have to understand this, these, these are not the best choices. It's not the best choices to make. Again, please, I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying if you go to the doctor and they're wanting to give you a painkiller, well, I, my pastor said I can't take this. Well, first of all, I didn't say that. Right? Don't put words in my mouth that I didn't say. Okay? I understand there's things needed for medical procedures and stuff like that. Right? I'm very thankful for painkillers. Right? Uh, I'm glad that when I've had surgery before that I didn't feel a thing. All right? I'm very thankful for that. I'm not saying we shouldn't take medicine and things. Right? But as a Christian, am I going to allow those things to control me? Or am I going to allow the Holy Spirit of God to control me? Who are we going to allow to control us, right? Um, and again, when you look, at, you look at all that's behind it, it has nothing to do with, they're, they're not concerned about um, people's health. They're not concerned about whether this is going to be addictive and cause people's deaths. And all they're concerned about with this is money. It's all about money. Um, I think when, it was back, uh, uh, when did we go to, where's my wife at? When did we go to Oklahoma? Was that about a year ago? Man, that's a long time. I didn't realize it was that long ago. It was like like six months ago. No, it's been a year. Um, <laughs> we, we were driving around Oklahoma City, and uh, I was shocked. <laughs> we're just driving around Oklahoma City, going to the church and all these different places. And like every other store, every other store had this green leaf on the outside. Every other one. I was like, are that what I think it is? I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, the church is there, and like two doors down from the church, there's one of those stores. And it's, it's all over, right? And you, you see the effects of it. And as Christians, we have to make sure and understand, hey, for like Joshua, as for me and myself, I'm going to serve the Lord, right? Whether anybody else does or they don't, I'm going to serve the Lord, right? But I also want to take a stand for, for right. I want to take a stand for, for biblical principles, right? And that's why, again, I think it's so important that Christians are uh, involved in, in voting and making sure they, they cast a vote and things because we're, we're responsible for that, okay? That's, that's a privilege that we have in this country that many countries do not have, and, and we are given responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. 
And when we look at what the Bible says about certain things, look, I'm not telling you, you know, who to vote for, right? Um, I'm not even telling you whether you should vote yes or no on this. I'm just trying to simply explain what the Bible says, right? I think the Bible is pretty clear. You know, as a Christian, this, this ought to be pretty clear. This, this ought to be no. This, we should not want this. We should not want this for, for our, our town, for our, our state, for our city, for our children. This is, this is something we shouldn't want because of the effects of it, right? And again, this is not just a personal opinion. This is not because I've had a bad experience or something. No, this is, this is biblical. We're looking at it. What does the Bible say about these things? Okay. Um, and look, I, I understand it's, you know, it'd be easy just to say, well, hey, you know, just don't, don't worry about it. You know, God's going to work it all out, right? Um, and I, I know God's in control. But God, God also gave us a, the ability to, to make choices. And we have that responsibility. And uh, as Christians, and again, when we look at the, the way that our world is in, I, I really believe the reason why is because Christians have not taken responsibility for what is right. We've chosen just to be silent on what the Word of God says. Just let the world do what it's going to do, and, you know, we'll just do what we want to do. And then you turn around and look, and we're like, Where, what happened to our country? Well, that's what happened. We, we chose to be silent when we should have been taking a stand and making a voice heard. As Christians, God's given us this responsibility. We have to understand, as a Christian, should I do these things? I think the Bible is very clear that we need to understand that God is in control. We belong to him. And we should want to make sure that everything that we do in our body brings glory and honor to him. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, I pray... Lord, you'd help us, Lord, not just to have personal preferences and opinions, Lord, but to really look and see what does the Bible say about some of these things. Lord, when we see the, the devastation, the destruction that these things lead to, lives completely broken, families torn apart, marriages destroyed, Lord, I pray you'd help us, Lord, as Christians, to recognize how important it is that we yield ourselves to you. Lord, that you would be the one in control. Lord, may we, may we remember, Lord, it's not just about what people think about us. It's not just even about what we want. Lord, it's about what you want. Lord, what will others see of you our testimony, the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, is at stake. And this is why you've told us to glorify God in our body and in our spirit. That you would be glorified. That Jesus Christ would be seen and lifted up. And so, Father, I pray you'd help us, Lord, just to, to go back to the Bible in these things. Lord, to be biblically sound and, and knowing what you would want for us Lord we think of the Lord the issues that are going to be voted on Tuesday many have already voted and God I pray you'd help many Christians to turn out to vote help, help many people that would stand for right stand for life stand for truth Lord it's not just about money Lord it's about right and truth and so Father I pray you'd help us in this and Lord help our state uh, 
Lord, we're, we're going in the wrong direction if these things are even on the balance. We're in the wrong direction. Lord, I pray you'd help us to be able to turn. Lord, that there would be many that would turn out to vote. That we could turn this state around a little bit. Lord, help us to, to stand for truth and right. Lord, even if it passes, Lord, we would still stand for truth and right, no matter what happens. Lord, help us to be a witness and a testimony for you. The world would see Jesus through us, see a difference in our lives, that they might want to know of that hope that we have. Lord, we don't need those things because we are controlled by you. So, Father, would you help us in this? Bless us now as we go, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.